Welcome to Cherry Hibiscus Tea, a podcast where we meet the artists behind the words. I'm your host, Ellen Bennett, and here with us today is comedian, podcast host, and YouTube star, Kendra Crump. Kendra, welcome. Yes, I love that sauce you put on me, like all that barbecue, that ranch, that honey mustard. I love that star. Go ahead, sis. Well, that, Watch out that, now. That truffle barbecue sauce. I've never had truffle barbecue sauce. Well, no, it's not truffle barbecue sauce. It's actually truffle hot sauce. It's really, it's bougie, Ooh. but damn, it's good. I don't like, I'm not a big hot sauce person. I mean, I'm from the South, but like, mm-hmm. I, I, can, I might have to get my South like card revoked right now. I'm not, I'm not, th- I might Uh-oh. have to try that. I, I like, I don't like watermelon. Sorry, take my black card too. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> not even with Tain. What is Tyke? Since you tea, like, look, I'm I'm kind of like hood, so I don't know this type of stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are we gonna have to talk about this behind the behind yes, the scenes? Yes, we can do that. That's fine. Talk about all sorts of bougie condiments behind the scenes. <laughs> That's fine. That works for me. For those of you who are meeting Kendra for the first time, she is an ATL-based, mm. free-spirited comedian who is currently attending Clark Atlanta University, where she is studying to receive her bachelor's in mass communications with the mm-hmm. concentration of radio, TV, and film. Okay, mm-hmm. Issa Rae, come through, come through. Yes, yes. Yes. Kendra has five siblings, being the youngest girl, and Kendra is also the host of the Kendra Crump Show and has been featured on the Drunk Comedians podcast. Oh, oh. yes, yes! You, did you, did you you caught that episode where you like kind of snickering here and there? Yes, okay. yes, okay. yes. I'm I'm very nosy. My <laughs> my guests talk about how nosy I am, so. I want to be all up in the business. Okay, be all up in it. That's fine. That's fine, honey. Yes. That said, Kendra, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Um, So, yes, go to Clark Atlanta. Um, I've been there for some years now, honey. Like, it's, it's just, I think for me, when it came with school, I was like, yes, I have this plan. I'm going to go forth with it. But then, you know, you get a little distracted by, you know, tr- I think my, my crypt's not at that time or really for a long time, it was, you know, relationships, trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, what do I want? Do I want to be with this guy? Am I going to try to be with this girl? I'm like, man, the girls ain't hitting on nothing right now. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all don't want this? I mean, that's, you know, that was always my mindset. I was like, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all keep calling me juicy. You keep trying to rub this, you know, this big old rump. Like, what, what's up? I, I'm Sis, may, please help me understand. But, you know, so... Um, my dream, if comedy doesn't fall, you know, fall through, cause I think everybody needs to have a backup plan. Honestly, like don't yeah. hold all your eggs in one basket. And so my backup plan is to do, uh, be a child psychologist. I love children until I really started babysitting. And I'm like, I don't, I like kids. Well, let me just try to talk to them in the sense after actually rate, you know, trying to, um, nanny these children and, and how disrespectful a lot of these kids are now. I'm like, man, like times have changed. Y'all parents trying to be y'all's best friend, ain't they? Uh, my parents would never. But uh, I said, I definitely want to get my doctorate in psychology so I can definitely have, you know, Dr. Crump sounds good. Maybe it'll be hyphenated with somebody else's last name. I'm not sure who that is, but. Um, that sounds good. 
Yes, and now it, it might be rapper the game. So, honey, if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast, respond back to my DM I sent you eight months ago at one thirty-eight in the morning. Back to what Sir, I was answer your DMs. Don't be rude. Don't <laughs> was, be rude. It was a very classy like message. Okay, I didn't show my little cooter. Okay, like no, we're gonna show that in person. Story for another day. Anyway, anyway. Although, if he's listening to this podcast, he's got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay. All oh, right. Yes. Let me yes. All right then. But, I mean, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure that we have fans of the game here, but mm-hmm. would the game himself be listening to this podcast? If he did, I would have some questions for him. You never, you never. How about this? Let's speak something into existence. Who do you want to listen to this podcast? Who are some people that you're actually like, listen to it? Like, you, you mean a wait? Okay. Who am yeah. Um, Issa Rae, that would okay. be bad. All right. <laughs> but we, I don't know. I don't know what Issa Rae want to do with this podcast anyway. I mean, but, hey, who knows? Wait a minute, you see how she women. switched that up on me real quick? She's asking me questions. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very like, you know, it's, it's a bad habit of mine. I always, I, because I, I, I love people who, number one, anybody who's even interested in listening to my story, I want to know a little bit more about you. I want to, you know, ask the things that probably nobody cares to ask you. Show that I actually really care. So I want to, I'm speaking that into existence that we're going to get any and everybody. We can have Oprah. How about Oprah? How about Bill Gates? How, anybody? Every, well, not, every, very not, not anybody. Guests. It can be some, some people don't need to be on this show. Some of them need some help. Um. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, so I, my, I'm sorry, I that was an ugly laugh. It's okay. Everybody <laughs> needs it. When I get that ugly laugh out of you, that means I did something right, honey. Yes. Um, but, <laughs> but with all that being said, I definitely, um, I definitely, that's my dream. Uh, yeah, I got five siblings. My parents were in their forties when they had me. So I think they were listening to Ron Isley's Between the Sheets. I still will never know to this day. Uh, Cause they were on their or way. Or Barry White or what are those? Yeah, they they were on their way to divorce, honey. But I guess you know how like when you when you, you when you fake done with somebody, and then you just you know you just see them looking all scrumptious and whatnot. You say you know it's okay. I'll be fake done with you after this last time. So I think that's what it happened. <laughs> so yes, um, I got a cat. You know the one that says meow. Yeah, I got one of those. Um, and after this cat expires, I'm not getting no more pets. Like, you know, pets are like expensive and. and you know, I, I'm just, I'm kind of over having to scoop, you know, the litter every day. I'm like, can you go be out, be an outside cat and go use the restroom and come back in? But, you know, she's a scaredy cat, man. Well, she's why don't a- you get a dog? They poop outside. No, here's the thing about dogs. I don't like all that barking. I can deal with meows, okay? But I don't like all that, that barking. I just, I'm just over pets overall. I just want to have children at this point. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> Some of those those you, little Instagram I, I, babies look yeah, very cute, they are but cute. then like you you think that you know behind the cuteness and the gurgling and everything they've mm-hmm. had one or two or ten diaper blowouts. Oh no, of course that that's also something I'm a little afraid of. So I gotta have my when I'm changing a diaper, I definitely have to have on like my worst outfit because if listen, got some nice outfits in my closet I'm currently looking at, and I'm like nope. No, no, we, I'm gonna have to square up with you if you if you pee on me, baby, and you looking and you smiling while peeing on me. Oh no, 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 no! You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Do, do you do you have any children? If you don't, can you please adopt me? You seem like a cool like you know elder. <laughs> I'm a 
only 40. That's what I'm saying, a cool elder. You know, once you hit about that four zero oh. age, you know. Oh, wait, wait, what's a big four zero? So what'd you do for your birthday this year? Um, well, nothing. I mean, it was the pandemic. No, like, Atlanta's open. Atlanta's open. Come down here. You oh, still no, party. no, no, no. No, Rona be showing up at everything. Uh, um, I, I can't tell. I mean, it's, it's a vaccine down here. We already got it. It's a cure. That's why you need to come to Atlanta. <laughs> I, I think that the vaccines are in the club. That's why everybody's hanging out in the clubs. Mm. But we not even, we're not even going there. Um, That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> See, you should go asking me questions. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm done asking the the questions. Okay, go ahead. Fire them at me. here to, to learn about you, who you are. They already know I ain't worth a damn. So... <laughs> Well, they must love you because they're still tuning in each week and you get more and more like followers. I'm sure you got like 20,000 people listening to this. Uh, In my imagination, maybe. I don't know. Y'all better listen to them. Tell some people. All right. Or else you're going to catch a Charlie horse. Okay. Tell some people. Tell a friend. (laughs) Tell a crackhead. I don't care. Y'all support this woman. Okay. She's a good woman. Okay. All right. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. All right. Go ahead. Fire them at me. All righty. Here at Cherry Hibiscus Tea, we're a family. We are queer Black creatives, and we all have our coming out stories. I was telling Kendra, everybody's story is different. There's no two stories that are alike. And I'm just fascinated hearing by all of these these different um, different ways that people came out to their loved ones and they are not so loved ones. So, Kendra, when did you realize that you were bi, and who was the first person you told? Um, I remember I was 14 years old. Now, prior when I had, you know, talked about, you know, trying to figure out what I wanted to be in life and stuff, um, trying to, you know, especially with school, remember I was 14 years old and I had this dream. I kissed a girl. Okay. And I was spooked by it because, you know, in my household, um, growing up, um, my mom, like evangelist, are you familiar with what that is? Yes. Okay. So my mom's an evangelist. And so we were in church two, three times a week. And the one thing that they, of course, like berated, and anybody who goes to the church understands what it is, homosexuality will send you to hell. Well, I don't know if anybody else's church, but the church I went to, that's what it was, right? And I had to actually, as I got older, um, present day, I, you know, I read the entire Bible. Okay. And it says it's a sin, but the only sin that will send you to hell is blasphemy not believing that jesus is lord and on top of that we really don't know who's gonna make it to heaven and who doesn't so you so when you are a minister and you're spewing out lies trying to brainwash people all of that type of stuff you're like you're 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 about as bad as as the rest of these people and people need to stop doing that so if anybody's out there listening and they know a minister who does that Rewind this track back and let him hear what I just said, okay? Let it be right into his head. Don't do that. So, 14, um, had this dream and it like spooked me. And I was so ashamed. I was so ashamed. I was like, didn't know who I was. I felt like the world was coming to an end in my mind, right? And I believe, I don't remember who the very first person was, but I think I remember my best guy friend who is, uh, who is gay. He came and told me and, but he was pretty scared to say something to me because 
of the judgment that, you know, we have to face, unfortunately. Like, and my thing is like this. What's the difference between you, I, and maybe, you know, a straight person in a sense? Like, we're all people. Like, you know what's so crazy? I've had better conversations, a lot more, um, just, just more of a friendliness, more welcoming, open arms from people of, you know, our community versus people who are, you know, very church going people, um, the other side of it, you know, and it's like, why is there so much judgment when you guys are complaining about, you know, homosexuals, but you guys are committing adultery. You guys are, mm. you know, have a bunch of tattoos marked up and down your body. You guys are cannibals. Anyway. So <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like, like you can't, you can't, you know, you can't sit here and, and say, oh, this is a sin, but you want to sit here and, and cover up your sin and, and stuff like that, or say my sin is 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 less than your sin is greater than, than mine. Right? So I, I remember I was 16. I came to my mom one day and the only reason I came to my mom, and this is a mistake that I, you know, I really just wish there's some things that, you know, I kind of want to go back and redo. And this is one of them. Um, I remember I came to my mom cause I thought she could like cast demons out and spirits or whatever. So I came to her and I said, Hey mom, I'm having this like feeling, you know, in me and, and I feel like it's wrong. And, I just need your help because I, I just, I can't do it, right? So I told her what it was and she's like, okay, well, thank you for telling me. And and I, I, I really was like, oh my gosh, she's so calm, cool, and collective. And the other reason I told her at that time was because I wanted to go stay the night at my best guy uh, friend's house who was gay, who I was just telling you guys about, you know, a few minutes prior. And, you know, we had a little video shoot to do the next morning and I wanted to stay at his house. And, you know, I'm like, oh, he's my, like, this is, this is family. He's not going to do nothing to me. Like we're, we're good. Right. So I told her about his story, which really I should have gotten permission from him, but you know, I didn't know, you know, I told her and, and she's like, okay, well, you know what? Thank you for telling me wrong move. Right. Cause we prayed and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm straight as a line. And then like six months later, I'm like, man, that, that, that ass looking nice over there. Let me go be up. You know, I just literally started having these, (laughs) want to put my face all up in it. Right. Anyway, anyway. So I remember months go down months later during that year when I was 16 and I had said, can I go and, um, stay over my friend's house, uh, the guy's house. And so she just said, well, Kendra, you know, because of the fact that you, you know, told me about this and, you know, he's still, you know, in that, I don't think it's appropriate for you to even go over there and, and stay the night because he might try to influence you to get back to where he is, to where, where you used to be. What? Ooh. What? For, I've, I've never, I mean, I'm sure it does happen, but I have not come across anyone to try and turn me out or anything else like that. I I don't know. They're not, they're not gonna, none of that. Right. I think because my mom put that fear in me, it used to, it were, it was times where I was honestly, I honestly, you know, 
felt like, okay, well, if I hang out with a gay girl, then she might try to come on to me. And I don't want to push that envelope. Like, oh my goodness. Like, cause we're hanging out. Um, um, I'm into yourself, but it's not true. Like, again, these are people, they just want to have friends. They're not trying to push the envelope. They're not trying to do anything. They're going off of vibes. You know, that's really what it is. But I didn't realize that until I got older. You know, you don't think about these things until you mature in that field, you know? So, and I remember I was, this is a couple of years later. My mom swears she does not remember this, but I was 18 years old and I was um, in my room. It was dark in my room. It was like nighttime. I was about to go to sleep and my mom out of nowhere bust open my door and she yells at me, you're going to go to hell because you're gay and slams my door. And I just had like crawled into the fetal position because those words hurt. Like, even if you don't remember them, the person who you spoke that to does. And you have to honestly be mindful of what you say to people. Anybody out there who has children, please be mindful of what you say because your words will impact your child's life you know any little thing you have to learn to uplift even if they really piss you off you know you gotta think before you speak if you have nothing nice to say don't say it at all and I don't know where that came from because again two years prior after that day me and my mom didn't talk about it no more so for her to come out of nowhere about it it just really bothered me like what we're not talking about it and then it got to the point where she would and again, I've never had a girlfriend. I've, I've tried that and, you know, seemed like these girls weren't serious and I just left it alone or whatever. I remember my best feet, my female best friend at the time, I had this thing where I'm like, oh, I want to, you know, have a girl best friend that I can like mess around with and we'll still be good friends or whatever. Right. But then I didn't realize that that like, you know how, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with this where something might seem like a good idea at the, at the time. And then when you try it, it's really not a good idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it was with her. And it literally, the whole situation was a mess. Like I thought we were still going to be cool after that, you know? Cause I'm like, why is she not talking to me anymore? I know I did a good job. Your legs were shaking for a reason, honey. Okay. Look, I, I, I like what you did at that time. But she said, we had talked about it this year. She said that she felt like I was just using her for that. And I mean, I don't want to really tell her the truth because I really was. So, sis, if you're listening, you're not, probably not going to. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's like, it's like it, it, something could have happened, you know, could have been like an actual relationship. But here's the thing at the time, at the time, um, she didn't have a car you know I would just would have been like the chauffeur she really didn't have a job it's like it wasn't going to work it's just I knew we were gonna fall out about something you know so I just said let's just keep it just like this and hopefully you know one day we can both get some money together and then go on with our lives right and I had even said maybe she wants to you know you know, maybe she could show me something or try something. It's like, hey, send me a picture. She's like, no. And I'm like, well, good grief. I guess you over that face. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. But it got to the point with my mom where if I had a female friend of mine, she would be like, so, you know, the girl who's this girl who's coming over, like, what y'all going to try and do in your house, mom? 
I'm not disrespectful like that. I respect your house. Anything that I've ever done, anything that I've ever done in my life, I've always taken it out of my mom's house. I'm not going to sit here and sneak nobody inside the house. Not going to sneak nobody out. I'm not going to sit here and smoke, smoke big doobies in the house, you know, like we're in Jamaica or something like that. I'm not doing that. Okay. I respect the house. Like, you know, literally that's all it, that's how I was. So for her to sit here and say that it really was like telling you, it, it just got out of control. Like, I'll give you one other example. I remember, um, a friend of mine at the time, um, she, we, me and her were pretty cool and she had mentioned something about trying to mess around, but she, here's the thing though. She wasn't going to give me any head. And I'm like, honey, I've seen your diet. You, you think, you think I want to taste that McDonald's pocket change cooter cat, please. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> honey, you're, you drink a lot of wine. Okay. It's, it's, it's too much going on down there. Okay. So anyway, uh, and then on top of that, I think the thing was she had like an out-of-state boyfriend and she's like, oh, I'm really horny and you want to come and do something. I'm like, what? Don't you have a boyfriend? I thought black women don't cheat. Back to what I was saying. Back to what I was saying. So so I remember I was hanging out at her house one day. We're just, just hanging out, just chilling, you know, not doing nothing. And so I told my mom, I said, hey, I saw... Uh, uh, old girls. Um, you know, I was hanging out with the old girl today. You know, she, you know, her mama works at your school, and then my mom was silent for like thirty seconds, and she says, "So what did you guys do?" What? Out of everything, like really? So, I said, "Mom, we just just hung out. We just talked. That's that's been a shot. You know, we were shooting the breeze. We we're talking about my book. You know. Oh, by the way, guys, I like to write. I'm gonna be an author one day. You know, so be on the lookout for my book whenever it gets released. You know, just be on the lookout. Back to what I was saying. So I said, we we're just talking about my book, and she said to me, "I mean, I just are you sure that's all y'all did? Because I don't want her mother coming to me saying, you know, your daughter, my daughter did something. Mom, the high school that you work at." 70% of those people are part of, you know, the community and I don't know what you want. They don't care, mom. It's high school. They do not care whatsoever. All right? So what do you what's what's the deal, right? Literally. It it just went from one thing to the next. Um something I want to share with you guys. I just remembered. I rem my mother told me when I was in her womb, she prayed heavily over the whole homosexuality. I said, "Mom, that, that you 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 focus on that versus making sure I come out with 10 fingers and 10 toes. I don't come out and I have, you know, I'm missing part of my brain. Like, <laughs> I'm, you know, you making sure that I'm not going to be a bald headed baby till I'm like 10. That's the only thing that you cared about, mom. I'm, I'm telling you, it's people it's, it's it, and she told me, and I told you guys, my mom's like close to 70. Okay. She said that when she was growing up, you know, that was very taboo. Like there was no such, you, you didn't, you weren't, you know, coming out. There was no, or you came out, you wait till you were 30 or 40 and then you came out, you know? So again, because of how my mother, how she, she made me feel and all that type of stuff, it really made me confused. You know, I really felt ashamed. And then when I started talking to more people and then I actually had a woman one of her best friends, I'm going to say this, I'm going to kind of wrap the story up, but I had a uh, woman who's one of her best friends um, who's like 70 
And I told her one day, because she just called me. She's like, Kendra, what's wrong? I, I feel like you're melancholy. So I was like, I like, you know, I feel so ashamed because, like, I like women and all this other type of stuff. And she said to me, she's like, Kendra, every woman likes women, okay? At some point, you have every woman. Now, you got some that has, a, you know, like, when it comes to the darts, like, maybe 100%. You have some that might be 60%. Like, every woman likes women, okay? So, you can't feel ashamed about that. When she told me that, I said, oh, my gosh. Wow. And I started talking to more women. And then I would, the more women, I was talking to women who were in their 40s and 50s. and said, that's not true for me. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, every, it crosses, it all crosses our minds, okay? I said, oh, okay. Well, that's all I'd say about that. Hope I answered your question. <laughs> yes, you, you did. You you did. And you went into a, a, a depth of detail that I think that I have not heard on this show. And I just really appreciate you being very transparent of course. with everything that you were, what you were feeling, you know, and, and what you experienced with your mom. And I just had one more question about about that before I switch gears and talk about your, your writing, your comedy, um, were, did, did the relationship with your mother, like, as far as, you know, her accepting you for who you are, like, was that something that, that ever improved as you got older? Mm, Good question. Um, well, let me say this. I actually have forgiven my mom a long time ago after she started saying those hateful things. Um, because I realized, you know, forgiveness, that's the first thing I want to say. Forgiveness is key. It's a lot of people going to say, do stuff that hurts you and you have to learn to forgive them. As far as what did it improve? I mean, me and my mom, we're, we're, we're cool now, but again, we don't, things like that we don't talk about. And this is what bothered me. She, I couldn't have like guys to come, you know, if I wanted a guy to hang out with, or if I wanted to go hang out at a guy's house to stay the night, it's like she had a problem with that. I'm like, mom, Either you want me to 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 be slutted out by a man or be slutted out by a woman. You you have an issue, mom. Which one do you want? You want me to be gay or straight, mom? Which which one you want, mom? I mean, it's just it it it's like you can't win. What I realized is you have to live your life for you. I learned a long time ago that it doesn't matter what happens in life. You know, bad bad things happens. You know, I'm a I I like to say I'm you know a pretty decent person. I try to do the right things in life and bad things still happen to me. And for so long, I was really just trying to impress this woman and I was confused. It, it would have been different. Like, again, every child, we, we live in a world that is, is, you know, is, is this world is, is pretty much a lot of it's damn, like it's a lot of damnation going on in the world. So much mess happens every single day, you know? You don't, of course, you don't want your child to, to, to grow up. You don't want them to, to steal. You don't want them in jail. None of that type of stuff. You got to come to your kids with love and just say, you know what? I understand. And I'm here for you. That's it. And, you know, she didn't know. She, she really felt like maybe she thought that God was going to answer her prayers because she's like, you know, bosom buddies with the Lord. But again, like you're going to have to learn how to to deal with adversities and oppositions in life. You can't keep blaming God when something doesn't go your way. I mean, and, and I think that's where she fell poorly. But then again, you know what? That's probably just what she knows. I had to learn to say, you know what? My mom is going to be who my who she is. There are going to be some things that I that I don't like about her. And there are going to be some things that that I do and, and vice versa. 
You can't, you can't, again, she doesn't even agree with this whole comedy thing that I have going on. Is that going to stop me? No, it's, I'm I'm telling you, it's always an issue. And so you learn to say whatever. And, and I've spoken to people who have moms who were like the same way as I do. So I love it when I can find a support group. Okay who actually is going through the same thing. So basically say, you know what? You are not alone. Okay. In my Michael Jackson voice, rest in peace. So yes, <laughs> you know, so yes, just to answer your question. Um, it, it really has, I mean, it is what it is. Again, we don't talk about that. I'm not going to sit here and talk to my mom. You know, if she, listen, I'm the type of person like this, whatever question that you want to ask me, I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, now it's up to you if you want to, you know, however you want to take it. Don't ask me a question if you don't want the honest truth. Okay, mm-hmm. and, and that's the thing about it. So, yeah. I, I get you loud and clear. And again, I just want to thank you again for being so transparent. Mm-hmm. Like, because I, I just know that that's, that's not, um, that's not an easy thing to, to talk about, you know, especially when your parents are not um, entirely supportive of the path that you take, but then like you hit on, um, a lot of, you hit on something like very important. One thing that we learn, uh, about our parents, like as we get older, like they're, they did the best they could with what mm-hmm. they had. And sometimes we just kind of have to leave it there and just take them for who they are at the same way that we're asking them to take us for who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and there was something else I had wanted to share that just came into my mind. Go about right the on ahead. Story. A lot of men, I've been getting sexually harassed by men without even knowing it since I was a child, like elementary, right? And the way that a lot of these men, even still to this day, but you know, you become immune to it because you're like, you know what? They just don't have the proper home training. And I want to advocate to any parents out there, really, you can have your father in your life, but if you don't have the right father or mother in your life, you are pretty much screwed and it's going to show. Please, parents, you have sons. I need you to to watch after them. Teach them what's right. They're going to holler at a young lady. Tell them if she says no, just say, okay, thank you for your time. Keep it moving. Don't curse that young girl out if she says no. Don't try to be extremely aggressive. I had a dude last night when I went to the store. I met him a couple years back. And he was married or whatever, trying to holler at me. And then what did I do? I told his old lady, I said, hey, sis, I don't know what y'all got going on, but you need to check your husband. He's trying to come on to me. Oh, well, you can have him. You know, I don't want him. He's crazy. I don't want him either. Okay. He's he's already showed me what type of person he is. Comes back, you know, see him, you know, at the same store. He's like, oh my goodness, this must mean something because we ran to, to, to the store at the same time. What? You know, sometimes people just will say just anything with a smooth line. Yes, yes. He is really (laughs) aggressive, okay? Overly aggressive. He's like, why don't you you want to be with me? It's everything about him. Very arrogant, all of that type of stuff. So this is what I told him. I told him this. I said... You uh, you claim that you do some music because he had all this this diamond and gold chains on, like he's like you know whatever. I feel like it was some fake gold, but anyway, he had you know he had all this stuff on. I said you claim you do music, right? I said who do you know? He's like oh I know rich homie Quan. Oh okay, well listen, you claim that you know him. I need to do it in because I I do interviews. I want to interview him for free, okay? Kendra Crump does not pay for interviews, okay? I want to do an interview for with him 
for free. Okay. I need you to, I need you to hook it up. Well, I mean, that's going to cost some money. I said, well, how bad do you want my number, sir? You claim, you claim that you're not married anymore, which I don't really believe that. I mean, everything about you is a lie. Um, if you want me to hang out with you, if you want me to be, you know, you want to be blessed by the H and I C cause I am the head nigga in charge. All right. You want to have me in your life. Okay. Get this interview set up. All right. And then we'll talk. He's like, well, how do we go from talking about me and you to, to, to this rapper? Cause we just went that way. That's I'm changing. I'm, I'm changing the narrative now. I don't know if he's gone. He probably won't even do it. Pay for the interview. Then you claim it's expensive. You pay for it. Hey, I'm a, you know what? At this point, you know what I'm going to start saying to these guys who are extremely aggressive to finally get them off my back? Because it used to be I'm a lesbian. They would leave you alone. I'm going to start saying I was born a man to leave so y'all can leave me alone. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like the men, (laughs) the men are just, a lot of these men, they're very, they are just, you know, very, very aggressive. They will sexually harass you. They don't care. Literally every job I have had, and I'm not lying about this, every job that I've had, I have been harassed. It could be by a coworker. It could be by a customer. And it's to me, it's like, it just makes me, it made me more disgusted with men. And no, no not every man is the same. There are some right. genuine, and I want to put that out there. Not mm-hmm. every man is the same. Like not every woman is the same. Everybody's right. different. But I've had a plethora of very immature, very disgusting, no home training whatsoever type of men to try to come on to me. Like he literally, I'm not. And, 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 and again, this is disclaimer, the way he was like on me trying to really like, he was giving me rapey vibes, honestly. Mm-hmm. I just, and, and again, these are, uh, and Again, I just, it, 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 that type of stuff made me say, you know what? I don't care to deal with men. Y'all have too much going on. And let me go to the, you know, with the women. They're a little bit more caring, concerning. And then it got to the point where I'm trying to go to the women, but I'm like, they're over here making passes at me. And then when I try to catch that pass, oh, I was just playing. What? What? So that's all I wanted to say. Let me just go ahead and say that. I got you. Um, now, one thing I picked up from what you just said um, is that you you take sometimes painful and sometimes frustrating situations and mm-hmm. you turn them into comedy. Mm-hmm, I do. And I'm just, I'm kind of wondering like how, like, what is your process? Like, how do you find the, the strength? You're just kind of like, okay, that happened. It made me mad. It pissed me off. But then I'm also going to go out there and I'm going to make jokes about it. Like, how do you get to that point? Um, I just, I, I don't know. It's like, that's, that's a good question as well. And I, for me, I never, I think when it comes with jokes, I just say something or not even try to be funny. I'll just say something and people just start laughing like you remember those 90 sitcoms where they might say one line and people just be laughing for a minute I'm like bro it's not funny no more like that's how people are with me (laughs) you know I don't I don't really honestly try I'll just I'll I'll literally have a situation happen to me uh, a bad situation could be anything and then my mind just says whatever I spew out then you know whatever comes to my mind I just spew it out and then people just laugh so it's like 
hey, I, I guess I just have the natural, natural gift, you know. Um, now some things are, I'm not going to say I'm 100% perfect guys. All right. Cause there are some things I'll say it is going to probably be a hit or miss for some people, some jokes, little slapstick, little comedy, comedic jokes I'll make. It's like a hit or miss for certain people. Um, I will say that. So, um, what I will say is like, I just, I just live life and, and, you know, people watching brings me comedy. Like I, I love to talk to, you know, uh, my followers, uh, through my DMS and, you know, the, the, you know, crazy things that they'll say. And I'll be like, bro, are you serious? Like you, you've got to do better than that. So little things like that. I just, just go with the flow, whatever, whatever I see, you know, um, I'm like, Hey, let me try to, you know, make a little joke about that. And that's pretty much how I get there. And when did you realize that you had a gift for writing comedy? Okay, so let me tell you like how it started with me when I said, okay, I think I really want to be a comedian slash author slash child psychologist and whatever, whatever comes to mind. So I went through a series of unfortunate events, right? I said, okay, what what do I want to be in life? First thing I said, well, I want to be a chef until I realized it's too much math in this. Like, and I was failing math damn near every year in school, right? Then I wanted to be a basketball player, okay? And now it's like, wait, I hate running. Like, why every time this person misses a layup, you know, we all got to run a mile. Make that person run a mile. Then I wanted to be a hairstylist until I realized you have to stand up on your feet all day. You could catch carpal tunnel. So what happens if you try to go home to masturbate? You can't. So with that being said, I said, let me just buy Like this came naturally. I, you know, I could sit here and make certain jokes, but I think the thing, the world, the way our, uh, our world is now, how it's set up is that, um, a lot of people are sensitive. You, ha- you can't be really as brutally honest as you want to be. I'm brutally honest, but I am brutally honest with common sense. So for me personally, you can get canceled for anything. And then you got to make, you know, an apology, even if you don't care about that, if you want your brand back, you know, I've loved writing since I was, you know, elementary. And my, at the time, my writing was about like ghetto things like fights, (laughs) this person's, you know, little soap opera type of mess. That's what my, um, that's what my, you know, writing at the time was about. And then I got, as I got older, uh, I started to put like certain things that I wanted to happen in my life. Like my father, how I wish that he was more of like a cool dad where he can talk to me about life lessons. And, you know, what do these men, if you know, when they're coming after you, what are they coming after you for? Putting me up on game. My mom to, you know, instill um, uh, womanhood and, and how to correctly go about things. My sister, one of my favorite movies is the color purple. And I loved how Nettie and Celie, they had such of a unique bond where it was like, it was that, that love. Wish I could have had that, you know, relationship with both of my sisters, you know, but they're 20 some years older than me. So again, but which is not an excuse. Because even if you're that much older than someone, you can still inst- still instill 
some type of something in them, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just kind of wanted to touch on something. You just, you kind of flirted with it. And I just kind of want to to go ahead and ask you the question. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's been a lot of talk in the news about the type of jokes that comedians tell, uh, especially like the more controversial ones, like Kevin Hart calling his daughter a hoe. When did he do that? Bill, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, he did that. And Bill Burr's monologue that kind of got the Karens all up in their feelings. Mm-hmm. Um on Saturday Night Live. And I was just wondering, like, has there ever been a time where you pulled back entirely on a joke because of how it might be received? Mm. Good question. I'm glad you brought this up. Okay. It was a joke. um, And I said this a year ago. And I had some people ride with me. And I had a lot more people, you know, did not ride with me. And let me tell you what the joke was, all right? So people, listen, once I I say this, do not sit here and throw rotten tomatoes at me in person or in my DMs, which I honestly think like it's a lot of internet gangsters. So I think they'll just throw it to me in my DMs. They're not going to do it in person, okay? Um, But I made a joke uh, and here was the joke. And I said, uh, transgender women aren't women. Let's call them X-Men. Made that joke. I posted that on Facebook. And here comes the community. What are you talking about? They, I'm telling you, I was, I was getting so much like that argument. And I actually, I don't, I don't argue on the internet. That argument went on for a week and a half with people from my class. And actually, and then I wrote back to them. I said, what bathroom y'all want to meet, want me to meet you at? Like, that was the only time I really got, got into the argument. And after that, I'm like, I'm not arguing with nobody. Right. That argument lasted a week and a half. And it went from talking about, you know, transgenders to people talking about what you did to me back in high school. Like, honey, I started a whole revolution of people just bringing up old stuff just for the sake of it, right? I had some people who wrote with me and they're like, Kendra, you know, I have a transgender cousin. I showed them a joke and they laughed out loud. I had somebody who was bisexual. She's like, Kendra, like I'm part of the community and I laughed out loud. Like that was freaking hilarious. Different people. I had some people who were from the community who rolled with me. And then I had a lot of other people who, who weren't even in the community or who, you know, whatever, you know, unfriend me, whatever it might be. And I'm like, guys, it's a freaking internet. I said 30 years ago, 40 years ago, nobody cared. They just, you know, laughed out loud. I think uh, Richard Pryor, you know, he would make very controversial statements and, and they say he's the best. He's, he's the goat, you know? So once I made that joke, it literally, I was like, wow. Prior to that, I will tell you this. I made a joke months before that. And the joke was dating a skinny girl is all fun and games until you hit a hundred miles on the uh, freeway and she flies out the window like a paper napkin. I made that joke, right? Here comes one person. This is not funny. Take it down. And yes, she was skinny. And I was like, I didn't say nothing. I just put a, you know, no, I put some laughing emojis. And then she's like, you know what, whatever. And people got on her. And her husband decides to jump in my DM and try to start the fight with me over her. I'm like, how you going to argue with a, a, with a woman about a woman? Like I said, I think sometime and after that, I just kind of had to cool down a little bit. Like I said, you know what? Let me just go back to posting, like to post some scriptures. Like, <laughs> let me post other type of things. <laughs> and since since then, there is one girl who is, um, I think she's lesbian, 
and like we're still she still is friends with me on Facebook but I'm telling you she does not like any of my stuff nothing I'll post something so positive and then she just doesn't like it and I'm like sis you're the only one that I don't know why are you still friending me like and then it got to a point where I literally I got bullied I was bullied by online this cyber bullying people I saw other statuses of people who were part of the you know of the community who who literally was making fun of me on other statuses taking my picture it got bad which I'm like if I saw you in person you wouldn't have that same energy and you don't know me very well sis I'm about that life but I can't be because people will sit here and try to shoot you but anyway <laughs> like no I'm like nobody wants to fight with their fist no more like that's how you're supposed to do it that's why I, I'm gonna be honest with you I wish I was born between 1969 and 1982 I'm a, I'm a mid-90s baby I'm gonna tell you why because I could have lived my best whole life back then. Okay, I can't live my best whole life. Now everybody wants to get their camera out. Like, I could have gone into a street fight. And then, we, you know, I could have bought somebody, like, you know, some candy afterwards. I'm like, you know what? That was a good punch to the face. Show me how to do that 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 hook move. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, you, I always thought prior to that, like I said, you know, when I made that that skinny girl comment, it was just one person. But I didn't think that. And then there was other jokes that I, you know, I was about to say, but I told one of my best friends at the time, and that's what I do now. I, if for me now, what I try to do, because it's not trying to keep the peace, but because I know for a fact, people are reckless. I mean, they always have been, but I'm telling you, it don't take much for somebody to try to, you know, find where you are or do something heinous to you because you said something. And I do not like that. Having to cyber bully somebody, like, and, and I know you said, you know, I, I just want to ask you this. Have, when you, you know, with you being um, lesbian, did you have people try to throw rocks at your window or do something heinous to you when they found out that you were a part of the community? Because I'm telling you, th th people are cruel. They really will do that. No, I, I can't say that that's anything that I necessarily experienced. I mean, I, you there are certain authors that don't want to work with you because um you know because of your status or whatnot but i i make it a habit of self-care to not really engage in spaces especially online um that are not black friendly and that aren't mm -hmm. queer friendly so mm -hmm. i i guess i kind of sort of protect my psyche in that way Got it. Got it. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, even when I, uh, I'm gonna say this and then you can, you know, ask me something else if you want to wrap up or so, but I even had, uh, when I was going to my, one of my dad's church, you know, and we were talking about this. Now the church that I went to, I didn't know it at the time, but it was a Scientology church. Honey, I love that Scientology church, honey. Let me tell you why we talked about our feelings. I go to my, my mama's church, you know, I'm like, why are we still in here three hours later? Like, I done fell asleep after, like, the first hour. But at Scientology Church, it was 30 minutes. They fed us. We talked about our feelings. We colored. We draw. It was dope, okay? But anyway, so um, I remember there was a young lady there who I believe was lesbian. She says that she literally has had been through the ringer because people have treated her like crap. And I'm like, you don't do that. You do not do that. You don't. So yeah, like I said, that's that's pretty much all I want to say about that. 
Well, thank you again. I just really appreciate again, like how you're willing to go there and, um, and say things like you're just very, very open. Mm -hmm. And I mean, as a podcast host, I, I, I absolutely love that, but I just love that how you're, you're very open and you're, you're, you don't pull punches. <laughs> I, I try you, you know what I, I, you can't, don't be afraid. It doesn't matter what your, what your true, you know, your truth is or whatever it might be, even if you're not, you know, part of the community or anything like that whatever it might be if you're trying to go after your dreams you're trying to do whatever it might be do not be afraid do it say say what you want but do realize there are going to be consequences for your actions good or bad you're trying to go after your dreams you're going to face opposition at, at adversities and all this other type of stuff that you didn't think was going to happen to you you're going to want to give up. You're going to want to, you know, throw in the towel. And, and I com I want to encourage anybody listening to this, keep going, whatever it might be, just keep going. Don't feel ashamed. Don't feel. And this is what I learned a long time ago. If you were ashamed about doing something, you're trying to hide something. You shouldn't be doing it. You should not be doing it, you know? And that's what I will say. Just, just, just say, you know what it is, what it is. I always say, look, only God can judge me. All right. You don't know my relationship with God. I probably have a better relationship with God than you do. Okay. That's how I am. You want to quote a scripture, honey? I know the Bible back and forth. Okay. Let's quote it. How about this? Come to my Bible meetings on Tuesdays. All right. Come on. <laughs> I host them. I'm just saying like, that's just, that's how I am. Just, I'm just full of laughter. I don't allow, you know, I'm always having a good day. No matter, no matter, even if somebody done cut me off in traffic, God bless you. You know, I'm not really going to say that at first, but afterward, after I done curse that person <laughs> out of my mind, I'm going to say, God bless you. I'm going to go back to my prayer and then I'm going to keep it moving. I'm still going to have a good ass day. That's what I do, sis. Okay. That's what I do. All right. Never have. What, what are you, what are you upset about? Oh man. I'm just, man. Okay. All right. Man. Why are you always so jolly Kendra? Because I'm alive and in my right mind. Maybe that's why, you know, you're not jolly because you, you're not in your right mind. Okay, quit sniffing that 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 powder. Okay, all right, I'm done talking. I'm done talking. <laughs> all right, now here's my favorite part of the show, which all Kendra right. may or may not know about, which is called the tea question. Mm. Now I can ask you. Mm -hmm. I can ask you a serious question, or I can ask you a silly question, and there is no possible way you can prepare for what it is that I'm about to ask you. Okay, let's do both. How about this? I want to. I want. I'm. I'm probably gonna be the. Am I the first guest to ask to do both? Yeah. Okay, let's do. It. I'm breaking that virginity. I broke it. So look, I paved the way for all <laughs> you hoes. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right. I know I'm ready for this, and it sounds. You know what? I'm not even gonna ask you because I. I just hear in in your tone that you ready for this mm. all right so here is the first t question what is unique or different or odd about you that some people dislike but other people love <laughs> um my obsession with cats my my mom was like can you really obsessed with a cat i'm like yeah i am my my obsession with cats um uh, i don't know why like i like you know i like cats but sometimes I'm about tired of thing and i want to just let her go to the wild but then i'll feel bad because i know she'll be ate up by another cat out there that's smaller than her um 
my assumption with cats you know i i think that's really that's weird what you know that that like i said my mom and maybe some other people i try not to talk about it i try not to talk about it a lot i don't want to scare people off um i think i think that's really about it that's the first thing that came uh to my mind um yeah the very first thing that came out oh me asking questions i love to ask questions because i'm like y'all ain't nobody important man what you over here trying to hide stuff for oh i'm a private person private my eye ain't nothing come on now <laughs> what if you so private why do you keep accepting new people into your life as your friend like literally quit doing that what are you so private about now i understand don't you don't need to be an open book there are some things that some people should just never know about you some things you got to keep to yourself or you're going to tell that person tell that person and then you know hide their body in the backyard uh anyway so all i'm just saying to you is <laughs> i like to ask questions i used to get made fun of for asking questions in school i didn't do well in school because of the fact that i didn't ask questions and i was did not want people to make you know to basically tire, i was tired of people talking about me I care too much about what people had to say, you know, which caused depression and everything else. So with all that, uh, with all that being said, that's it. Mainly the questions. You got some people like Kendra, thank you for, wow, I've never had nobody ask me that. And I had somebody tell me, you know what, when you, with those questions that you're going to, that you ask, you're going to be a great interviewer one day. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. use what, whatever people have to say about you, you use it to your advantage. I'm about to say something vulgar. So if you want to get, if you want to edit this out, that's up to you, sis, or, you know, whatever people would make fun of, of my lips. They're like, oh, your lips are big. Well, guess what? What? I can suck dick better than you. Anyway. All right. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> all right. The next, the next <laughs> question. Let's run, put, I'm serious. Put me in a contest. You y'all go all going to lose, honey. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's the next question. Cause I'm just going to go right on ahead from that. But if you were a cat, say you woke up one day and you were a cat. Ooh. Yes. What would be your worst habit? What does this cat do? That's so annoying. If I was, um, tearing up paper. I don't know what it is about cats. Then you get some paper, they just start tearing <laughs> up and they just walk off. Like clean your mess up. Like she brought a leaf inside the house. Like this, I'm telling you, this cat's a punk. Let me tell you how what type of punk this cat is. And and she's up and she's looking at me right now. Gonna get Molly Wop. Anyway, let me tell you what type of what, what how this how this cat's a punk. A bird flew in the house on the chair in her territory, looking at her, chirping. Tony, instead of going to attack that bird, she backs off up. Like backs up a few inches. This old wuss cat. Anyway, uh, and she's a bully. We had a little baby cat for like 24 hours a day and a half, right? And she tried to bully this little cat. The little She hissed at that cat. Little cat looked back at her. The cat had to be more than two weeks old. The little cat looked back at her and hissed back. I said, go ahead, little cat. That's what I'm talking about. Let her know that mama ain't raised no hoe. But yeah, I think tearing up paper. Um, okay. But to answer your question is... um. And I said to this other, wait, wait, hold on real, real quick, real quick. I said to this other cat, I'm like, you must got your looks from your daddy because you show enough ugly. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. 
Shout out to Thunder. Shout out to Thunder. I don't know. Hopefully you're okay now. Uh, anyway, I think Thunder's okay. After she's insulted your your look. I mean, listen, I'm nice, nasty, honey. That's something else y'all need to know about me. I'm nice, nasty. So if you ask me, listen to my mixtape. How did you like it? It was trash. What? You asked me to, for your honest opinion. I'm nice, nasty. I will sit here and insult you and I'll uplift you in, in, again. But yeah, uh, I would tear up paper. I think that's the worst part of me. Tearing up paper is, is what's going to happen. Okay, and that is our show. <laughs> I want to again give a huge, huge thanks to Kendra for sitting down and joining us this evening. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Just Normal for this week's theme. Mm-hmm. We will be back next week with lesbian erotic poetry author Shayna A. Ooh, Bye, y'all. Ooh. Yes, yes. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.